Yes, people, it is episode 187 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, how are you doing? Uh, you good? It is Sunday, carnival weekend, and I'm doing what I would have been doing if there wasn't a lockdown, and that's right, I've been sat indoors, because it's my year off of carnival. I go year on, year off, year on, year off, and um, it's the same process that goes through my mind every time. It's, it goes like a little like this. I go to carnival. I hate it. I think it's crowded. I get pissed off that when I want to go home, I can't get home. The way that I want to go, I want to go to this station because this is how it will get me home. And I get there and the police have locked that exit off. And I'm walking through an estate. I'm walking around this way. And it's like, no, 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 can't go through this way. And then I have to end up walking back into central London. I end up at like... Notting Hill, or uh, not even Notting Hill, be like Lancaster Gate, right? End up there, and it takes me bloody ages to get home. And I'm just in a shit mood, feet hurt, the alcohol's worn off. Last year I was sober, so I was really taking it in for what it was. And what it was was very noisy and very crowded. Um, very annoying as well, because I was with drunk people while I was sober. But I do all of that. And then I hate carnival and I go, fuck carnival, I'm not going again. Not going, shit, hate it, not going. Then I don't go um, for a year. And then two years after I last went, this thing happens to me where I go, do you know what? I haven't been carnival for a while, you know. I think I need to go carnival because I love carnival, innit? I've got to go, I've got to go carnival. And then it's the same process again. So this would have been my year off after going last year. But guess what I'm going to do next year? Not go. Um, yeah, it's not going to go. Plus, you've got to go. When you go carnival, you've got to go carnival with people on the same carnival vibe that you are. Now, if you're people like skanking and dancing, yeah, then you need to be going with other people like skanking and dancing. If you're someone who likes to just stand in a corner, have a drink, find a wall and just pitch up there and that's it and just watch things go past and just people watch, watch the floats, yeah? Then you need to find that other people like doing that. If you like just following the floats and like walking around, then you've got to find other people who like doing that. Yeah, see, I'm someone who likes to just sit still. I know, I go all the way to Carnival, which is a parade for me just to sit still. Because the way I see it is it's a parade. So if everything's moving and I'm moving, then I'm actually just seeing the same thing. Whereas if I stay still, I get to see everything go past me. You see what I mean? If two things are moving, you can't both be moving if you want to see it all. And, you know, one street, it looks like another street. It's the parade that you want to see, right? So that's how I like to carnival. Um, whereas my wife, she likes to go from, um, not from sound system to sound, but she, there's certain sound systems she wants to see and go to, and hear. Not so much parade when we went. It's just the sound systems. Me, I don't even like being too close to the sound systems. Why? Because... I hear a song, well, I can hear it on the radio. Unless it's the act that she's there performing, and even then, I'm like, nah, whatever. Play your song, I don't care. So, you got to go with people with the right, with the same, um, the same ethos when it comes to carnival. I like to eat, I like to drink. And that's it, I don't really want to dance. Um, I'm not there to talk to girls, even when I was single. Never talk to girls at Carnival because it's just too many people there. It's just like, it's just not the vibe. 
You're looking at the girl and you're like, I don't know where your phone would be. <laughs> I'm looking at what you're wearing. I don't have an idea where your phone is. I don't think I want to know. And so, you know, that was my carnival vibe, man. Just staying still. So, this year, I know a lot of people are sad that it's not on. Um, but it kind of makes sense. You didn't want, you didn't want carnival on this year. Everything that's going on, and from two ways. Let's say that the virus is real. Um, you know, some people don't think it's real. Uh, but let's assume it is. Because that's probably the best way to approach a virus, right? To assume it actually exists rather than assuming it doesn't. And um, you don't want Carnival to become a scapegoat. Become a scapegoat for the, for the spread of coronavirus and then they try to lock off the Carnival next year because of coronavirus and then just kind of conveniently never bring it back. You don't want that to happen. So just accept that it's off this year. Everything was off this year as well. Glastonbury was off this year, so you can't up and do a thing of, oh, it's funny how they did this thing for Glastonbury, but not for not the Hillcott. That, that can't be done this year. They all got locked off. Everything got locked off. But I know there's still some raves going on. You still had your, um, I imagine there were still like 40 official, official carnival after parties with your favourite DJs. It's the official carnival after party. There's always 40, like, like 40 of them. And then they get further and further away from where the carnival actually is as well. So you hear one, it's like, yes, it's Notting Hill. Sussex Terrace. It's like, okay, yeah, that's near. Paddington. So, like, okay, that's that's around the corner. Cool. They start moving further away. Just like, yeah, Leicester Square. Just like, what, no, how? How's this an official carnival after party? We're in Leicester Square now. Leicester Square, Greenwich. So no, how how are we in Greenwich? Kent, Margate, the official carnival after party. No, no, that don't make sense. Notting Hill Carnival, twenty twenty official after party in Berlin. It's like no, too far, too far. You've gone too far with that one. So, um, then you have to work out which after party you're going to. Because, um, for me, I like going to a real establishment. I feel safer, all right? I feel safer. Um, I don't like going to parties where it's too free. <laughs> I feel like parties need to be controlled. I know, I'm buzz killing to over here. But I don't like a party just being left to its own devices. I don't like that at all. I remember once I went to Scala in King's Cross. So that's a real establishment. You know, he's got real license and everything. And I was having a great time until I went out to the smoking area. And um, everyone was just smoking indoors anyway. They were just smoking in, in the stairwell on the way to the smoking area. And when I say smoking, it wasn't tobacco. No. It wasn't cigarettes. No. Some of that marijuana. Weed, ganja weed is what people are smoking. And I was like, this is cool. Because I'm not against people smoking that. But I was like, but I don't like it being done here at this party. I feel like there should be security here to have control of this. Because the way my mind goes is if you don't have control of something like this, 
than what else has got into this building. If you know what I mean. Shing, shing. Shivs and shanks. Shing, shing. End up sound like a scene from Zorro on the dance floor. People just bringing out their machetes. Ha shing, 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 shing. No. People bring the burners to the party as well. I don't want that. Is that, you know what I mean? I want some kind of door policy going on. And then once you're in there, some rules that you have to adhere to to stay inside the establishment. When people just smoking ganja weed in the stairwell, I'm like, I'm not sure this party's out of control here. And that makes me nervous. So, so, that's, um, so that's what you have to be careful about when you're going to the carnival after parties. I don't mind being at the carnival where everyone's doing the madness. But at the after party, I need it to be a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know. Also, it's funny that this official carnival after parties. We see some of the girls there. And you're like, hold on, you're in a full dress and heels. You haven't even been to carnival. Yet you're at the official carnival after party. And now how, how's that happened? As where you been, darling? That's what I'm trying to understand. Um, what's it going on? What's it going on this week? Um, I mean, I know there's been some shootings in America, and I'm gonna be totally honest with you, people. I have followed none of them, not one. Uh, so I was slowly dripping through um, into my consciousness. I know there was some white guy who allegedly travelled across state lines with an AR-15 rifle and shot some protesters at a BLM rally. Um, all He was white. The people he shot were white. Um, one person's paralysed, I think. Um, and then I've seen the thumbnails of one of the protesters who got shot moments before shouting, shoot me, nigger. To some, he's white, remember? So it's all a bit mad. It's all a bit crazy. What's going on? Some people are saying that the shooting is racist itself. I'm not, I'm not sure if a white person shoots a white person that's racist. Um, ha, but how he's been treated by police? Yeah, I think it was a Dylan Roof situation. He's, uh, you know, he was taken very calmly. Where I think this is the same week or maybe two, uh, two weeks where unarmed black man has been shot dead. Um, so it's all, it's all very tiresome. And worryingly, I'm not sure if I've just ignored it all because um, it's too much, or have I ignored it all because, you know, I just don't want to process it all, or, or have I ignored it all for the most worrying reason that I've grown a sense of apathy towards it. I've now normalised, this is what happens, this shrug my shoulders, carry on. Because I think that's probably the most dangerous reaction you can have to it, right? If you just kind of accept it as fact and part and parcel of life that, well, police just shoot black people. That's what happens. It is what it is. I, I don't want that to become my default response. I feel like there should be uh, some kind of anger or frustration when shit like this happens. Uh, but it's... I don't know, man. I'd, you guys can't... Can't campaign all of them, right? But so maybe I'm just going to just wait until there's a full story that comes out. We'll see. 
Um, obviously, other big news: um, Chadwick Boseman um, passed away after battling colon cancer for four years, um, which we didn't know. Uh, some people calling it a secret battle that he had. They can't, people can't believe that they didn't know. How about it was his business? That's why you didn't know. It weren't your business to know. It's funny when some people were saying, oh, I didn't know. I mean, I'll tell people that my dad passed away when I was younger. They were oh, I didn't know. It's like, of course didn't know. We don't work in the same team. We don't work on the same floor, Steve. Oh, no, sorry, man, I didn't know. We're not friends like that, Steve. We've been drinking with each other once. And that's because it was Sandra's leaving, dude. That's why. Oh, mate, I didn't know. We didn't know. Same as this guy, Chadwick Boseman. Gotta remember, he's just a guy. Um, and that's not to say that his death is tragic. I'm saying he's just a guy. So maybe he wants to keep something secret. Not even secret. Secret actually sounds like you're withholding it. It's not even. I'm not withholding the information. I'm just not divulging the information. That's all. First, we've got to remember sometimes this day and age, we're all so quick to just, I need to get my story online. I need to get my opinion online. I need to get my thoughts and feelings online. I need to, everyone to see it. That when someone else doesn't do the exact same, we're kind of like, ooh, what's, how comes? They didn't tell us. What's going on? What are they hiding? So, no, not hiding anything. Just, it's their business. They can choose to do with it what they will. And we have to remember that. It's just not anything to do with us, man. That's all. But um, it's sad. It's sad. Um, I think some people need to remember that it's Chadwick Boseman that's died, not King T'Challa. I've seen a lot of people posting, uh, you know, they got to understand that isn't a biopic, Black Panther. That, that wasn't Chadwick Boseman's life. Now, I'm not trying to play down the cultural significance of uh, Black Panther movie. It had people rocking up to cinema in um, traditional in traditional uh, clothing, um, which was wicked. It did seem to galvanise a sense of, um, of of black unity. It, it very, you know, it, it there was definitely positive social effects. Uh, there was a, a generation of black children. Will have a new favorite black superhero. You know, when I grew up, Batman was the closest to a black superhero because he dressed all in black. But as we all know, Batman literally is white supremacy. That's his. That is his superpower. <laughs> That's his superpower. White supremacy. He's just a very rich white man. So he gets gets away running around. Um, breaking an entry, assault, murder, attempted murder, um, property damage, kidnapping, so many driving offences. Um, it's unreal. You've seen a Batmobile drive on the side of walls and shit like that. Just trespassing. So many crimes. Um, entrapment. Surveillance, if you don't notify people they're, they're under surveillance, I think that's illegal. 
Batman commits a lot of crimes, but doesn't matter because he's very rich. We can get away with it. So, yeah. Just not sure it's going to work if Batman was black or if Batman was poor. It's just, it ain't happening. It really ain't happening. Um, yes, that's closest closest I had to a black superhero growing up. Whereas there's a generation of kids now who have Black Panther. That, that, that's going to be their man. And um, I guess what? Black Panther still exists. The character still exists. Christopher Reeves died. Superman didn't die. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman's died. King T'Challa hasn't died. Yeah, the character still exists. So just remember, in your grief, to actually mourn the actual man, not the fucking comic book character. People are posting all these images of when he's talking to his dad in, like, in the afterlife. Uh, and people break it to kids. What, what, why are you telling kids that Black Panther's dead? Why are you upsetting them? One of my friends told me that his little nephew, he told that, oh yeah, Black, pa- Black Panther's dead. He goes, I'll just give him the purple flower. So cute, so sweet. But it's not what happened. The man, the actual man who has like parents and a wife, I don't think he has kids, friends and family, he has died. So let's please focus our mourning correctly um, if you are going to mourn him. Uh, granted, it's, it's, it's a subsection of people. I've seen a lot of people actually mourn the actor, um, what he stood for, um, the roles that he picked as well. He picked such great roles to tell black stories. Uh, James Brown, Jackie Robinson, obviously Black Panther, but obviously those other two are biopics. Um, Five Bloods, I haven't watched that yet. Um, but if you haven't watched the Jackie Robinson or, or James Brown one, but obviously they're biopics, I know their stories. Whereas um, Five Bloods, I haven't, watch that so they actually know what that story is actually about but from what i've read what people have said again it's an it's about bringing these black characters to life and to the screen and for that he is uh he's a legend 43 very young um you know and it's um cancer's an arsehole isn't it cancer is the right arsehole and another thing as well um i've seen these people saying you know People were mocking him for his weight loss for the Five Bloods film. And people going, oh, you know, like, you didn't... You can't take the piss out of people without knowing what's going on in their lives. Or this is a reminder that people are dealing with stuff that we don't we don't always know about. Second one, definitely agree with. People everywhere, all over the world are dealing with stuff that we don't know about. Um, but, and as I say to my wife all the time, um, but we don't actually care either. We don't care because... They are an extra in our story. In, in, in our lives, we live, we are the main character in the story. Right? This is the story of Darren. I'm the main character. Yep, I'm the leading role. I'm the first name on the credit. Um, and the credits. And then you have some starring roles. So I guess my immediate family, uh, best friends, obviously wife. The, these are leading roles in the story of Darren. Still, though, the characters aren't as complex as me because I'm the leading role. 
as much as I love my wife and we're close and whatever, I still don't really know what's going on inside her at all times. She knows what's going on inside her. In the life of Naomi, she's the leading character. I'm a lead role in the story, but she is the lead role. She is the main character. And then outside of those leading roles, you've just got these extras. They pop in for season four. Season four, where you're at university. They're in that season. They might even be an important character for that season. But then once you leave uni, you're in season five. The character's not really useful. They become a smaller, smaller role, become an extra, become a reference point for people who knew about season four and season three. See what I mean? That's how life goes. And Chadwick Boseman, as a celebrity, as much as we like to think celebrities are part of our lives and therefore we're a part of theirs, he is just another man. And... Um, He's just another man, and we wouldn't, we would have thought, oh, it's shit that he's got cancer, but we would have carried on. And maybe that's part and parcel of why he doesn't, he didn't tell anyone, just like, because it's not really for anyone else to care about or deal with. It's his life that's been ruined by this arsehole of a disease. Maybe you just want to focus on the people that are closest to him. And then some people are saying that, oh, it's, you know, nobody leaked a story in four years. Ain't the story to leak. If you've got friends who would leak a story about you, then they're not your friend. How about that? So, but, like I said, when I woke up and saw the tweet, I was I was confused. I was like, huh? Chadwick Boseman died at 43. All I was thinking was, I hope he's not something nuts that's killed him. And it's strange why I was kind of relieved that it was cancer. Is that my brain can process that. Even though he's young, my brain can go, okay, cool. I was thinking, let, don't let it be like a, something tragic and horrible, like a car crash or a plane or hell, like nothing like that. And um, yeah, man. But it's fucked. It is fucked. Um, and yeah, it's, it's sad. It's always sad when someone dies, isn't it? And there's things that is part and parcel of life, I guess, but um, still does make it easier to get get uh, get kind of come to terms with come to terms with. That's what I want to say. Okay, well, on that uh, light note, what, what what else is there to talk about? I mean, give you a health update. My hip is got better. Still not um, still not fully hundred percent. But it's got better. It's not so sore to the actual touch anymore. Um, so that's all right. Didn't play football today. Didn't play football midweek. I'm actually resting. Listed to the body. Um, and I've just been walking now. Just to, I guess, stabilise my hips. I'm not sure. Um, Worked out what might have been that caused um, my ridiculous hip injury that came out of nowhere, seemingly came out of nowhere, probably didn't come out of nowhere and probably came out of four months of sitting on a dining room chair on my laptop rather than on a real computer chair at a desk. So I think I'm going to be ordering a computer chair. I think I'll be asking uh, the office to be sending me a, a desk chair, an adjustable one, um, so I don't have the hips of a fucking 70-year-old at 32. How about that? 
so I could actually walk around and not be fucked. Because I was, yeah, I just, I can't go out like this. Because this one, those ones, this, this is even like a football injury. Like the football injury, that hamstring, when you pull your hamstring, right, and your hamstring's a mess, like mine was last season, it's fully recovered now, yeah. When your hamstring's a mess, it just stops you from playing football. But you can do life when you've got a bad hamstring. You, or you've got a temperamental hamstring, like it heals, but then you run, the psh goes. It's like, it's annoying, but you can do life. But when your hip is a mess, or, when, like, or early in the week, my heel was a mess. That's when it starts affecting life. Like you're laying down and you have to readjust because it's like, oh, oh. You're getting up, you're just groaning. It's like, oh. It's always clicking my back and stuff. Just like, oh. It's like, nah, nah, nah. I'm not accepting this. This is not my portion in life. This is not the hand I am willing to be dealt. Okay? Deal again. But sir, this is the hand you've been dealt. Deal again, dealer. These are the hand. This is the hand you have been dealt, sir. This is, if you want to, if you have a problem, leave the casino. But uh, this is your hand. No, Pierre. Deal again. I mean, I will mash up this whole roulette table. Granted, there's no cards in the game of roulettes, but listen. <laughs> um, yeah, I just um, I'm, I'm not I'm not going out of bloody hip injury, not a chance. So yeah, go get a proper chair. Um, just walking around, getting my hip straight back together. But yeah, it's it, I will be back to normal. I could definitely actually I could play football right now if I wanted. Um, I just don't know what I'd feel like after the game. And this is the problem. I don't want that to become my reality. Right, so I play a game of football, I can play it fine, and then I'm crippled for the day or week. I'm having to do all this weird treatment to myself to get myself through while slowly like tearing the meniscus in my hip for me just to have to have like a hip replacement when I'm like 40. No, not having it. But I'm obviously self-diagnosed. Went to, um, I think, WebMD I was on. Merck! Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's, um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where is it? Um, yes, WebMD. I've diagnosed myself with... Uh, um, trochanteric... Bursitis. That's what I've I've got. That's what I've got. Trochanteric bursitis. Um, I'm, I'm convinced. I've read the description, and that's what I have. And the reason, the causes for this, um, are things like muscle tears, hip injuries, hip surgery complications, poor posture, or disease such as gout. Um, I don't think I've got gout, but yeah. It affects about five in every 1,000 adults. Why, why have they done that as a ratio? Five in one, five in 1,000. Why do they say one in 200? I oh, know, quick maths. Ah, just one in 200, right? Why would you say five in 1,000? Someone explain that to me. Why you'd, uh... 
is is it because the thousand is the going number, so you change the numerator. That's the top of the fraction, right? Denominator, the bottom, numerator. Yeah, so it's one thousand, the common denominator. Is that what it is? I don't know. It's one in two hundred, though. It's a smaller number, right? You you reduce the numerator down to the lowest number. I'm sorry, this is GCSE maths. If you don't know what I'm talking about. That one of the few bits of GCSE maths I remember. I say that, I mean, I, I remember how to add and subtract and stuff, so I guess there is a bit more maths I do remember, right? Right? Okay. Percentages, all that. Uh, Pythagoras' theorem, hypotenuse, um, sin, cos, tan. These are just words. I know they're all related somehow, but um, who knows? Anyway, I'm chatting the most shit. What else has been going on in my life? Um, oh, yeah. Scratched the shit out of the rims on my car. So I've had this car <laughs> for what now? Got in July or June? July. I can't remember. I think July I got it. So almost two months I've had the car. The vehicle. And... Uh, Went to a multi-storey car park. And I need to flip and understand why the curbs are so high in a multi-storey car park. Like someone please riddle me this. Why they're so high. Okay. And why I decided to drive down this spiral thing to get down to a lower floor. Because um, I was driving, my, co my cousin was in the car in front. And there was a parking space on the ground, the floor we entered in. And he left it. For whatever reason, I went, I'm going to park near him. So I followed him downstairs. So once he got out, he said, why didn't you park? Didn't you see me put on my hazards to tell you to park there? I was like, that isn't a thing. And he just burst out laughing when he realised, yeah, that, I guess from your point of view, that meant fuck all. I was like, yeah, I, just, I don't know what you do with your lights. But I should have just parked there. But anyway, I didn't, so whatever. So driving down the ramp, I turn, I don't, I lose a bit of concentration. I turn left and I just hear, and it's like, oh my God, that sounds dreadful. But, you know, that's the fun thing about scratching the rims on your car is you tend to notice you scratch your rims when you're halfway through scratching your rims. Yeah, that's right. So you, you end up next to a curb and he's like, right, I now need to drive off the curb. Oh, did the whole wheel, the whole right round the edge, the full 360 did the, not even a little bit, didn't scratch just the top, didn't just scratch just the bottom, the whole blood clot rim. Yeah, whole thing. And my rims are black, a black gloss. Uh, on the rim for my car, so it's got a nice white and silver line around the outsides, and uh, yeah, so guess what, I was in a bad mood, oh, fully threw my toys out the pram, because, you know, if it rushes into your head at once, so I was like, I didn't want to fucking come shopping anyway, it's your fault, you know, you have to blame someone, I, had to, I blamed my wife for me scratching the rims on my car, <laughs> 
Because that that's what marriage is about. It's about having someone there at all times that you can blame for things in your life. That's what marriage is about. <laughs> she needs to go to the shops to return some clothes. And my cousin's girlfriend, she wanted to go to the shops to buy some stuff. Um, I didn't want to go to the shops because I wanted to drive home from my cousins. But we had to go to the shops. And listen, if I didn't scratch the ribs of my car, I wouldn't have been fussed about going to this place. Because I was just hung out with my cousin and we was just eight. It's what we did anyway. But what I'm saying is, the moment my ribs are scratched, oh, why the fuck are we here at the shopping centre? This is your fault, didn't from the going to the shopping centre. Yeah, I think so. The way she reacted to it was totally fine. She was like, oh shit. Yeah. And then she goes, oh, I want to get out and look. And I was like, no, nah, don't. Just don't look. It's obviously bad, right? It's not going to be any better than I'm imagining. Um, and I thought of the worst it could look. And guess what? It looked even worse than that. Uh, <laughs> and when she got out of the car and looked at it, she went, oh shit. I was like, no. I was like, get in the car. She's like, what? I was like, get in the car. I was like, opposite the temper tea. I said, get in the car. <laughs> oh, dear. And I was like, no, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't even want to look at it. I said, don't tell them about it. Okay? Don't tell them, but don't tell them in the other car about it. Don't talk about it. Don't look at it. Just, I just want to carry on today and I'll be fine. And it's like the moment she got out of the car, she looked at it, she noticed it. And I was just like, ah, and then my cousin noticed it. And the most annoying thing, right, I was looking, I was in my boot. This is the rear left. I was in my boot and trying not to look at it. But from the angle I was looking at from the boot, I was like, oh, do what? It don't look that bad. Oh, do what? I've got away with it. But then I was looking at my wife's face and she was just like grimacing. I was like, I don't know, maybe she's just being a bit dramatic. Because from what I can see, there's nothing wrong with it. Close the boot. Thought, now I'm going to look at it properly because obviously she's got this wrong. And then when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God. Ha! 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 It's so bad. I've actually become a child. I don't even want to drive my car. That's how bad the scratch is on, on, the, on the rims. So I spent all of that day not talking to anyone. Just on my phone trying to find uh, a rim repair person. Uh, my cousin said, "Oh, just get um, he, he he just get like a mobile one. They have mobile services, and he had one that came to him mobile. And I was like, all right, let me find one. So I did find someone who is going to sort me out um, near near my house. He does mobile rim repair. Um, sent him a picture. He's like, yeah, yeah, definitely can fix that for you. Don't worries, mate. And I was like, whoo, thank fuck, because um, ha, huh, I'm a I was in a bad mood. I'm still pessimistic about how good it's going to look when he fixes it. But as long as it's something that only I can see, then I'm cool. Because you know that you know sometimes when you've like fixed something, then you've got an issue only you can see. You can you can cope with that. That's me. Like if I've got like a stain on my jeans, only I can see the stain because it's like on the inside of my leg. I'm cool with that. I know some people, they're like, no, nah, I need to change these jeans because I know the stain's there. I'm, I'm not that person. If I know other people can't see it, I'm cool with just carrying on. But yeah, 
that's what's happened in my week. That so my hip and my car. Um, house um, update, weekly update on the house. Um, the chain it was a five house chain that's all falling apart now. It's now reduced to a three house chain. Um, but we've got my mortgage offer's got to run out. I'm not gonna be able to get that extended because I don't meet the criteria of getting it extended. Um, even the woman on my phone. I know what it's like to work at customer services. So it's just side of the customer, but then also say your hands are tied. that you seem like a good person? That's what she did. But I genuinely believed her though, because she was like, this doesn't really seem fair that you can't get your thing extended because it's something that we've requested to be done. It's like, yeah, it would have been completed in time. If you guys didn't ask for this shit, and now you've asked this shit, it can't get completed in time. But um, yeah, so... Now I have to go back out to the market and look for a new mortgage offer that's going to be completely different to the, well, now relatively great mortgage offer I had, I had um, back in March. I literally got this mortgage offer before the bloody pandemic happened. Now pandemic happened and the whole market's completely changed. So yeah, but it is what it is. It is what it is and we carry on and we move forward. Anyway, let's get some Dear Deirdre, because I've been rambling for over half an hour. Um, let's see what this message is about. Sorry, I've been distracted. I'm trying to book a gig, and someone cancelled the gig. Um, uh, let's say this is... Uh, mm, Okay, cool, 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 cool. Right, that's fine. Cool. Anyway. Dear, dear Joe. I cheated with my ex who threatens to tell my partner if I don't bed her again. See, this is why you don't cheat. Because you can vouch for yourself, but you can't vouch for the other person. And if they're a crazy, what you thought was just a one-night knee trembler, is now a fucking earth breaker. Because they come to fuck up your world. Um, anyway, dear Deirdre, I cheated with my ex who threatens to tell my partner if I don't bed her again. I had great sex with an ex. It was on a whim, but now she wants a repeat and was and has threatened to tell my girlfriend if we if what we tell tell my girlfriend what we did if I don't agree. Cool. I'm 33. I used to go out with this girl when I worked for a maintenance firm. I hadn't seen her for nearly five years when I bumped into her in the street at the start of the year. Okay, not sure how you ended up banging, but I mean, I bump into lots of people in the street. I tend to just go, sorry, mate, and just carry on walking. Don't end up smashing them. Anyway, carry on. She turned 30, but was looking amazing. Okay, all right. 30's not fucking ancient. She, she has turned 30, but was looking... But... Was looking amazing. You make her sound like she's 130. Just past it. You know, you were nice when you were 29, but now you're 30. Ugh. <laughs> I don't know how old this guy's current girlfriend is. Because he's 33. Is he doing old Marcus Houston, is he there? Marrying kids. I met her when she was 18. Shut up, mate. Anyway... Um, she has turned 30, but I was looking amazing, and I was so pleased to see she had been taking good care of herself. Again, it's just 30, mate. I'd finished with her quite abruptly by text, as I felt um, it was getting too deep. 
She was in pieces and handed it, handed in a notice so that she wouldn't have to see me still. Ah, I felt really bad. We chatted a while and she said she was married now with a three-year-old son. Okay. So she's got um she's got skin in the game as well. So I'm confused with how she's now trying to blackmail you. Why don't you blackmail her about her husband and son? Anyway, let's see. That made me feel relieved that uh, that she said her house was quite near and asked me to look at her boiler. How? Oh, oh, confessions of a boiler, man. Um, that's what I do for a job, so I felt I couldn't say no. Uh, you could. You could easily say no. Especially if you're self-employed. It's very easy to say no. I could be a barber. And if a serial killer or a rapist said, oh, mate, I know I rape, I know I kill, but I need my hair cut. Well, I just felt I couldn't say no because it's what I do for a living. I cut hair. So I had to cut his hair. Yeah, I mean, he murdered everyone in the shop, but I had to cut his hair. I said, no, you don't because it's your job. Granted, if you already had the job booked in, you didn't know it was her, you turned up at her house, then, yeah, you probably feel obliged to fix her boiler because now you're there. Well, anyway, idiot. Um, that's what I'm doing for a job, so I felt I couldn't say no. I reset the pressure for her, and she says she owed me a favour. No, you don't. You owe me money because it's my job, and I just did my job. Pay me money. Uh, when I turned around, she had undone the top and was showing her black lacy bra. Been there, smashed that. Don't want to do it again, love. Sorry, money, please. That's <laughs> that's how I'm reacting. Lovely tits. I, I remember them. Stored in the white bag there. Don't need to see him again. Money, please. Um, I know it was stupid, but I felt I couldn't reject her again. Oh, God, mate. Plus, she looked hot. Her son was at preschool, so we had sex in the lounge. It was great, but I told her we couldn't do it again. She looked sad and said her husband was rough with her and, and often away, but she said she agreed. Oh, God. See, you know you've just put your dick right in the middle of a madness. Because now she's got a husband who likes throwing hands. He's going to beat you up and then leave her. Beat you up, beat her up and then leave her. And she's going to be all on your doorstep. Like, I need you! I need you! And, oh God, it's going to be terrible. Um. Anyway, meanwhile, I had just started seeing a girl. Um, it was all going great and I thought it was going to be big. Sure enough, when the lockdown began, she suggested I move in with her, which I did. Despite all the worry of COVID, it's been the best time of my life. But now my ex has been sending me texts saying she misses my body. I see. You said meanwhile, you just started seeing a girl. Wait, meanwhile. So that means you started seeing this girl... After you banged your ex, there is no issue here. Why are you creating drama? Tell your ex, fuck off. Tell the new girl, look, before I met you, I bounced my ex, had sex with her. Um, now she's really on my case. It's fucking annoying. So I don't understand what's happened here. Um, I told her to stop and she threatened to tell my girlfriend about us. I said I'll tell her husband if she did. And I think she's backed off. Yeah, she's definitely got more to lose. If her husband is already rough with her, if you're going to say, oh yeah, I bagged your wife. She may actually end up dead. So that probably should reset her to be like, okay, yeah, maybe I should stay in line. Um, but I'm so stressed and I hate her for what she's putting me through. I hate myself too. I'm wondering if I should be honest with my girlfriend. I'm not sure if you cheated, did you? 
Oh, you said you cheated. So you, you misused the term meanwhile. All right, well, yeah, look, um, you just tell her, look, I'm going to tell your husband, and so just leave me alone. We're both arseholes, except for my life that I was an arsehole on is good, and the, your life that you was an arsehole on is terrible. So I'll go back to my good life, you go back to your shit life. And we just act like we didn't speak, ever. But when they split up, oh, she's coming for you, mate, because you've done her wrong twice now. Like, all the skeletons in my closet, I've only killed them once. <laughs> You've killed her twice. Now nah, she's coming for you, bro. Oh, she's coming for you. She's going to take a shit on the bonnet of your girlfriend's car. Smear her name into it. Yours and her names. Yeah? She's going to be like, Emma loves Ryan. Just smeared in shit on your girlfriend's car. She's looking out the window of her father. What are you doing? So, oh, yeah, right. I'm Emma. I'm guessing that you're Lauren, are you? Yeah? Fucking Ryan, are you? Why fuck me? Fuck me. You're just going to be seeing curtains twitching. People like pretending not to look. There's going to be some people just going to fully open their window and be like, what's going on here? <laughs> what? Whoa. Why have you shut the car, love? <laughs> anyway, um, let's get on the next one. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pump it up. My partner is great. He's a great guy, but a flop in bed. Should I buy him a penis pump? No. Next one. <laughs> let's read the details of this. I don't understand how you thought this is any kind of solution to any problem um let's see dear deirdre my partner is is a really great guy but is just not into sex and has erectile dysfunction um should i buy him a penis pump no 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 um he probably is not into sex but he has erectile dysfunction not that he has erectile dys and then because he has erectile dysfunction he's now no no longer into sex but imagine if you have erectile dysfunction and then someone brings a machine into into play, right? That basically hammers home you've got an erectile dysfunction. And then the machine doesn't help you get an erection either. You feel like you failed twice. Like a double flop, pun intended, right? You're going to want to kill yourself. Probably kill anyone else in the room. Definitely want to kill the person who bought you a fucking penis pump. Um... Anyway, I'm a woman of 61. Well, stop having sex, isn't it? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Have sex as, as old as you can. With my hips, I'm going to retire from sex in about a year. Anyway, I'm, I am a woman of 61, divorced, and want to settle down. I've been with my man for a year. Go on, get out there, dating and shit. He's 64 and retired from the army. He's kept He keeps himself fit. Uh, but I wonder sometimes, what for? To not die? What are you talking about? I'm not sure of the depth of his feelings for me. He's quite shy and it, and is a man's man, really. Would the pump help him in bed? He's tried meds for erectile dysfunction, but says they don't help. I want so much more. Should I let him down gradually and look for a new man? I'm aware that I don't have much time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
skip, skip a man. You're, you're 61, so you can actually start fucking up with absolute waste men. You're not going to get pregnant. It's all right. Just start fucking up with waste men with good wood. Good wood. Good wood and metal. Um, <laughs> I said, yeah, I just said get a young guy not get pregnant. The next one I've just uh, found here. Dear Deirdre, uh, shock baby, I'm a single mum of 39. I think that's your age, right? Not the number of kids you have, because otherwise you're a fucking cat. Superhero and cat. Um, I'm a single mum of 39. I found myself pregnant by my younger lover. How much younger? Sweepstakes. I'm going 17 as a guest, but let's see. I'm 39. I found myself pregnant. At first, I was thrilled, and my boyfriend was shocked. Now it seems we've changed sides. I've been with him for a year and we're totally happy. He's 32. No, oh, he's 32. Oh, I thought it was like an absolute Mazza. Um, I thought he was going to be like someone you really shouldn't be banging. 32 is young, but young girl is not young. I'm 32. If I was single, would I date a 39 year old? Um, I have before that age gap. So, um, yeah, six years. That's right. Yep. Six years. Yes. Yes. Yes, they'd be 38 now. Yeah, so I've done similar. Um, it's whatever, isn't it? Right? If you get on, you get on. Um, anyway, um, so I've been happy with him. Uh, yeah, we're totally happy. He's 32, have no kids of his own. But I'm a single mum with a six-year-old girl. He gets on really well with her. I can't see the issue here. Um, you're pregnant with a guy you're actually in a relationship with and he already gets on with the child you have. This seems all right so far. It's unplanned, but it seems okay. Anyway, we've had, we had talked about having a child. I said I'd love it. But he wasn't sure. When I told him I was pregnant, he said the time wasn't right. And we should try when we when we had bought our own place. Wait. So you told him he was pregnant. He said the time's not right. Bruv, you're already there. She's pregnant now. Anyway. Um, we should buy our own place. So I arranged an abortion but felt sad. He then said I'd never forgive him. He then said I'd never forgive him if I had an abortion against my wishes. So he couldn't risk that. So I cancelled it. Now I'm thinking I don't want to risk our relationship by having a baby he doesn't want. I'm confused. Oh. No. Oh, right. That's that's different to, to what you said. You said that you switched roles. You haven't really switched roles. You just, just talk more, innit? What, there ain't even a fucking problem here. You're having an unplanned kid. He's freaked out. Um, just tell him he's going to be a good dad. And then he'll step up. He'll be fine. Uh, right. Right, right, right. One more. Bitter bro. I've been talking for almost an hour. Jeez, I like. I can't lie. When I started this pod, I was thinking I had nothing to talk about today. Almost an hour. It's just mad how much I can enjoy talking on my own. <laughs> it's actually 
I, do you reckon this is a kind of sign of like mental illness to be able to talk by myself for so long, incessantly? Like it's nuts. It is nuts. When I take a step back from it, it's it's weird to be able to talk on my own. Like even other comedians go, I don't know how you can talk by yourself. I go, we literally go on stage and talk by ourselves. I mean, to a crowd of people, I guess we get some reaction and feedback, right? But really, we, we do it because we like hearing our own voices. I mean, that's what I do it anyway. But dad can't speak on behalf of everyone else. Anyway, bitter bro. I'm a hard-working guy, but my delinquent brother now's earn, now earns way more than me. All right. Dear, 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 I hate my big brother so much I can barely be in the same room as him. Even hearing about him puts me in a bad mood for days. Jesus. I always wonder what household people grow up in when they hate their sibling that much. Especially if they ain't done you nothing either. It's just that, you know, because you get some people like that, like big adult age. Big adult age, like they're in their late 40s, 50s, they get to their mum and dad's house and then something pops off and the other one screams, you're always taking this side. You've always taken this side. I remember when we went centre parks. It's just like, calm down. When we went Margate. Second time I've referred to Margate in this pod. We went Margate. Yeah. And we, and we had to get on the ride. And we had enough money. And enough tokens for one person to get a ride. And you said he could go on. You said Kevin could go on. It's never me. It's always Kevin. <laughs> it's like, Mark, stop shouting at your father. No. It's like, whoa, there's some unresolved issues here in this family, eh? Always just find it nuts when it happens. It's like, I get it when your kids get like teenagers, oh, I can't stand my brother, he's a dick. He's being a dick. But once you get to an adult age, it's got to be a point where it's like, all right, look, we've got different personalities, we didn't choose to be in the same family, but it is what it is. And just get on, how you doing? You right? Yeah, cool. Surely you just have that semi-normal conversation with your siblings, right? But no, 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 not not some people. I don't, I'm speaking from, I guess, a privileged position that I get on with my siblings. And I guess that must be a token to parenthood, but I just can't, yeah. Because I know, like, my, my siblings with each other fall out from time to time. But to me, they fall out in a sibling manner. So it, you're an idiot. That's it. It's like, it's a bicker fallout. I ain't really talking to them that much at the moment. But they know they're not talking to them at, at the moment. Because they know they're going to talk to them eventually because they're their sibling. It's just, oh, she's been an idiot. Dude, you need to speak to your brother. Like, about times I've had, like, my sister call me, see, and I'll... And then she goes, you spoke to your brother? I'm like, uh, no, not recently. Why? Well, I mean, he's not talking to me right now. <laughs> it's like, ah, okay. You two have fallen out again, have you? But I know within a week they're going to be fine. She's going to be giving them a lift somewhere. It's just, I just know that's what you mean. It's nice. Anyway, he's 28, three years older than me. He's always been irresponsible, selfish, thoughtless bloke. He misbehaved at school, treated my parents with total contempt and got in trouble with the police. He seemed to enjoy hurting everyone. 
I thought he would end up in jail. But he now works in sales. That's <laughs> way more than me. <laughs> He's got a beautiful girlfriend as well. But he's still his usual cocky, unpleasant self. Of course he is. Life's worked out great for him. I'm a hard work guy. And I've tried to do the right thing. I went to university like my parents wanted me to. But I'm still struggling to find a good job. I can't afford to leave home. My feelings of bitterness towards my big brother ate me up. Well, what did you go to uni to do? Did, if you went to uni and did like fucking, I don't know. I don't even know, like fridge management. I, was, I remember there was one university I looked at, they had a course called Pig Management, yeah? Pig Management. I think it was like a farmer's university, but they had a course called Pig Management. Stupid degree to have if you're never going to work with pigs. It, it's actually a stupid degree to have if you are going to work with pigs. So I imagine that if you're a farmer, then you're just a farmer, isn't it? You don't have to study to become a farmer. Just go and farm, Right? Now, is there anyone who's going to not employ someone on the farm? like, well, have you got a degree in pig management? No? Well, then we can't be working on the farm. Oh, I'm sorry about that. No, you can't. It's not going to happen. Um, so, look, your brother just picked a better career than you. A more lucrative career than you. Okay? Um, just go find a better job. Work hard. Do some research. Look into other jobs. See where you're failing um, when you apply for other jobs. Like, oh, we'll go for that job without this qualification. And get that qualification, mate. Just live your life. Live your life well. Instead of hating your older brother, you little bitch. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's the end of the pod. i just come in just over an hour there. Don't uh, I'm now decide to talk like a pilot. Uh, hello, you are, this is Captain Darren Griffiths. We're listening to Griff's Brain Dump, uh, episode 187. Um, the temperature outside is uh, is it's about what's the temperature outside? It's uh, 16 degrees. It's uh, 3:30 local time, and um, thank you for listening to the pod. Uh, thank you for listening to Griff's Brain Dump. I uh, hope you come back next week for the next episode. And for everyone who is returning, um, welcome. Welcome home. And for those who are just visiting, I hope you enjoyed your stay here. And um, thank you for, again, flying with Griff's Brain Dump. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>